Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to One Patriot Place here on WBLZ Sports. You're on the air with Stephen Murph. We have a great guest lined up for you. Doug Nesson from, uh, yeah, <laughs> Doug Kyan from Nesson is joining us. You can tell I had too much coffee this morning before I left the house. So. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I can also it. go by Doug Nesson. That also works. That Doug, that hey, also you works. are Nesson, Doug. Yeah, you are Doug oh Nesson. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we are the most listened to, downloaded podcast on six different planets. It's just Earth isn't one of them, you know. We're working on it. Doug Kyan from Nesson is on the air with us. So, so yeah, Doug, hey, sorry about the mess up there. And we really appreciate your time. And welcome back. You've been with us a couple of times in the past. And we we really appreciate your time. And no, it's, uh, it's always a great time. Yeah. Well, Murph, I'll let you kick this off since I've already stepped on it. And uh... yeah, just, <laughs> just go, go, <laughs> folks. You don't. You have no idea that we have the best conversations and the best talk. We even with our guests when we're offline, and then this is what happens. <laughs> as soon as you hit the record like, button. Oh, we hit the record button and we forget, you know, everything just goes right out the window. Doug, That's how you it. doing? How's the lovely wife and and the, the effervescent Olivia? <laughs> the wife is great. Olivia's even better, I think I would say. Um, last night she was dancing around in her in her snow white princess dress and and singing someday my prince will come so uh that's that's, that's every night with olivia pretty much oh man i miss tiny people tiny people are so cool well the the day you had her at training camp this summer uh i i i don't think i've ever seen you move that much doug you were running around all day long you got a, a more of a workout than the players did that day I really did. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a very busy thirty minutes before my parents came and and saved me there a little bit. She's uh she's, she's pretty active. <laughs> that's that's my that's my day to day now that the season's gone. She's kind of chasing after her, whether it's at the house or at Target or Walmart yep. or wherever. I'm kind of trying to keep her entertained. Yeah, that's it. That's when you get asked the question, Doug. You look great. What are you doing to keep in shape, <laughs> Olivia? You know, I'm just yeah. chasing my daughter around. That's what I'm doing. Chasing her and, around uh, or throwing her around. Uh, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Oh, she's such a doll. She should have her own YouTube channel. I hope you got that link that I sent you this morning. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that was great. No. Maybe oh, I'm man. still want to on it at some point for sure. That's cool. But you're pulled over on the side of the road, so we're going to get right to it, you know, so you can get back to Olivia and whatever you need to do. Buddy, you've been writing a, a fantastic series about the, the hidden gems that the, the Patriots are uh, have stashed away, you know, the guys that we, we, we drafted or were brought in this 
this offseason that we, we haven't seen. Um, a lot has been brought up about the lack of depth at, on the offensive line going into this draft. You know, a lot of that talk by me. And uh, but th- that's that's really a misnomer. I was I was kind of talking, you know, out of left field there, wasn't I? There there's there's some people there that that could come in and play significant roles this year, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. the The problem there is just that we we don't really know what they are at this point. The Patriots drafted uh, Yadni Kajust in the third round last year. We never yeah. even saw the guy practice. You know, he he had nope. a, a quad surgery. Uh, after his you know, senior season at West Virginia. And then he was not on the field for OTAs, minicamp, training camps during the season. So he's coming in with a completely clean slate. And the Patriots certainly are hoping that he can stay healthy this season. Then they drafted Yelda Froholt in the fourth round last year out of Arkansas. He at least was part of the team during training camp and preseason, but he hit injured reserve before the season began. So there's not a lot of great sense of, of what the Patriots have there either. So they do have those those middle round picks who you'd think would contribute for the Patriots. The Patriots have got good value out of the middle rounds uh, mm-hmm. in the offensive line in the past with guys like Joe Tooney and Marcus Cannon. But there is a little bit of a mystery surrounding those guys just because we actually didn't see them play in a meaningful game last year. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, I think Froholt is, was off um, teaching yodeling or something. <laughs> you know, once the season started, I, and and it hit me. You started writing this this great series, and it's like, wow, there's some depth there. But no, you're right. We, we don't know what we're getting there. Kajust was was just fantastic down there at West Virginia. I loved his freaking film that I watched last year. For you, for those of you new to the program, this is like Christmas for Steve and I. You know, when we start talking about the combine and looking at these guys, I don't watch college football at all until this comes because i i don't you know i just i just don't but when it when it gets to this point i really get into film and i loved what i saw from him last year um the the, the man i don't think he gave up a sack the entire season or, or if he did it was one or two and he was somebody that was out there for um almost every snap i don't see an injury problem with him going forward do you i wouldn't call him injury prone no, I don't think so. I think that, you know, if he hadn't had that quad injury, uh, you know, he easily could have gone in, in the second round or so. So if there isn't an injury problem going forward, the Patriots probably got a steal there in the third round by selecting him, uh, you know, knowing that he might miss that first year with a quad injury. So, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that this could be a, a long-term problem for him. Um, but he did miss that first season, so now we just – like I said, it's just sort of a mystery. I have high hopes for Caduce because, like you said, didn't allow a sack during his senior season. I think he also didn't allow a sack during his sophomore season. So he was great at West Virginia, uh, protecting Will Greer there at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which was no easy see... task. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, and, <laughs> and going up against some, some good teams there as well. So I, I, I have high hopes for him, but I just have to see him on the field first. I saw him in the locker room a decent amount last year, but never actually hit the field for us. <laughs> yeah, and keeping on the, the the offensive line, I mean, they they brought it back, uh, or they brought in Corey Cunningham last year in Illuminor, so those guys will be available as well. But how much do you think losing Dante Skarnacki is going to hurt them in developing some of these guys that you know missed last year? I think it definitely will. I mean, it, I I think that that's 
almost been even a little bit overlooked, uh, you know, with all the Tom Brady drama and everything else that's going on on this offseason. Um, you know, they, they'll have Carmen Brasillo in there. He was the assistant offensive line coach. Uh, Cole Popovich had worked with the offensive line in the past. He moved over to running backs last year. So I do sort of wonder how those roles will be divvied up. Uh, I would assume that it's probably going to be Brasillo who takes that on, but he's only spent one season with the Patriots. Uh, John Scarnecki was there for, you know, 30 yeah. plus years. So that's a, that's a giant difference. I, I would say that, you know, there was one year there where Dante Scarnecchia wasn't with the Patriots. I guess it was two seasons. Um, and the Patriots did manage to still win a Super Bowl in 2014. It was some, some tough sledding there at the beginning when they had yep. Jordan Devy starting at right guard and they were, you know, rotating offensive linemen. But the Patriots did eventually figure it out. So I think that, you know, it, it's not it, – it probably won't be a disaster without Scar in there. But you could have some issues developing guys with with the success rate that Skarnakia did have. The, and, and speaking of Skarnakia, who is, I mean, I you know the we didn't see him a lot. He didn't talk to the to the press, I should say, a lot. But when he did, it was always pretty interesting. But do you think they might uh, still utilize him, like maybe this time of year, maybe not this year, but you know during the draft when when they're looking at offensive linemen that they think can fit into their system. I certainly wouldn't be surprised. You know, they, they've done that with uh, with Scott O'Brien, the, the former special teams coordinator. He kind of stuck around as a scout. I'm not sure if it will be a, a formal role for Dante Scarnecchia, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he popped up at a pro day, whether that's, you know, this off season or, or in the future. Just to, you know, obviously there's a certain type of offensive lineman that the Patriots like, and no one knows that type better than Dante Scarnecchia. So I certainly would not be surprised if he – still maintain some sort of role within the organization, even if it's not a formalized one. The adjunct professor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Um, somebody else that, that we, we didn't get to see, you know, at, at all last year. And um, it, it was, it was really, you know, it, it started to get to be a, a tad bit of a, a, uh, a problem with, with a lot of, of Patriots fans was a, a young running back that was taken uh, from here. And, and what do you think? Are we going to see is Damian Harris after his red shirt season? Are, are we looking for big things from him this, this year is I'm, I'm trying to build up to, to draft and combine <laughs> talk, but did, did we see enough yeah. of him that, that those, that position is, is not something that, fans should maybe focus on this year in the draft yeah no i don't it would be a it would be a surprise if the patriots did use a draft pick on a running back this year i, I don't know if damian harris is, is definitely going to have a role next season though just because I and mean, the patriots are bringing back sony michelle obviously uh yep. rex burkhead is still under contract brandon bolden's still under contract james white's still under contract i know there's been some speculation that the patriots could move on from someone like rex burkhead uh because he's got a you know a middle-class cap hit in 2020, but I can't really see that happening. Bill Belichick called Burkhead one of the Patriots' most versatile players last year, so I think that he sticks around. So Damian Harris is going to have to outperform one of those guys that I just mentioned, and I certainly don't think that's going to be James White. Um, I certainly don't think that's going to be Brandon Bolden in his special teams role. Rex Burkhead, another guy who can do a lot on special teams, so I'm not sure if it's going to be him. I almost think that Damian Harris would have to outperform Sonny Michelle 
to get a considerable role next season. And after the season that Sony Michelle had last year, you know, I know everyone yep. is, is kind of high and low on Sony Michelle and everything. I try to stay right in the middle there, but I have to say that he was not as good as he was as a rookie. So I, I'm looking at that as a possibility. I don't think the Patriots would want to put Damian Harris on the field over Sony Michelle, but right. if Harris is much better than Michelle during the preseason or during training camp or earlier in the season, then those become legitimate conversations. Last year, you could use the excuse that you were redshirting Damian Harris because he was a rookie, but if next year Sonny Michelle gets off to some of the same issues that he had in 2019, then those conversations would actually have to become real where, okay, it's time to see what Damian Harris can do for this team. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and for you folks out there, this is how you get invited back onto the show by bringing up Randy <laughs> Bolden and talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no but it, but it is it's a fantastic series that that you you're putting up and and you you, you brought up a, a you know a, another guy a hard-hitting safety that they've had they had to stash back on on the ir at the beginning of the season why don't you talk a little bit about that yeah certainly the the patriots uh undrafted safety out of marshall last year malik gant uh he's a guy who you know with with Devin McCourty as a free agent, not really sure what's going to be happening there. Patrick Chung was good last season, but dealt with some injuries, uh, maybe took a slight step back. You could potentially see a guy like Malik Gant playing a role for the Patriots this season, making the team if the Patriots don't make huge moves at safety otherwise in the draft or in free agency. Uh, he was a great player at Marshall. He was one of Pro Football Focus's favorite players coming out of the draft yeah. last year. He, he didn't test very well, and I think that that was sort of his issue, but you know, looking back at some of the tweets about Malik Gant as I was writing this series, you know, people were saying that he was a better athlete in college than um, who was the Iowa safety last year, Armani Hooker. Uh, so, I mean, he didn't test that great, but I think on the field he was showing a little bit better athleticism. Um, and he's a guy who can cover, he can play in the box. So you could potentially see him taking on a Patrick Chung role if he does have a good preseason, if he does have a good training okay. camp. Obviously, those are the big questions that, that you have there. But, no, I think that he's another player with potential in there. Yeah, 7.45 three-second uh, three-cone drill. I, I was a little shocked. <laughs> I was a little I know, shocked. right? Because that's usually, that's usually the, the bar that you have to get over to become a Patriot is how well you do in the three-cone drill. And that's not terrible, but it, it, it's, it's certainly not um, – uh, how, how should we say it? It's certainly not uh, top tier. Top of the yeah, top gear. There you go. Go ahead, Steve. I, <laughs> I said top tier, but that's oh tier. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of safety, uh, Doug. Now you know the Patriots have a slew of good cornerbacks, and one of them um, got himself in a little bit of Tennessee, but not. With that withstanding, if if he's not facing a lot of discipline, would it be out of the realm of possibility if Devin McCourty doesn't return? Would they kind of think about moving Joanne Williams to safety? I think it's possible. I think that they would like to see what he can do at cornerback before making that switch. But, I mean, they did that in the past with Devin McCourty. He only he switched to safety in his third or fourth season with the Patriots after struggling as a second-year player. So I think that's an option. I also think that another option, and I know he's, he's a great slot cornerback, but Jonathan Jones has played really well at safety when yeah. the Patriots used him there. Uh, he, he did in the Super Bowl against the Rams. He did it a few times last season. So if you're looking for that 
that Devin McCourty-esque free safety who can do everything, who's fast, who's got great range, who's got great instincts. And if you're – I mean, I, I'm sure obviously you guys remember this. Free Devin McCourty at free safety, that position was the worst on the field for the Patriots when they were going through James Sanders and they were going through, you know, all, all these guys, Brandon Merriweather and, and all these guys at free safety, and a lot of them were not panning out. Sergio Brown, all these guys, they were searching for a free safety. They eventually just had to move Devin McCourty from cornerback to free safety to fill out that position. If the Patriots do go through some struggles, if they do lose Devin McCourty, and if they struggle to fill that position again, they at least know that Jonathan Jones can handle some of those responsibilities. And if it comes down to it, hey, just take that guy from the slot, move him to free safety. He knows the defense. He's got a great rapport with the rest of the Patriots secondary, with the rest of the Patriots defense. He knows all the calls. He knows what's going on. So that's kind of a good security blanket there if the Patriots do lose Devin McCourty and if they do have trouble filling that free safety role. I think that Joan Williams would probably be a backup plan even beyond that just because he's a little bit limited athletically, not as great speed as Devin McCourty or as Jonathan Jones. And I think that you, you sort of want to see if he can do what you want him to do first before you then have to move him to a different position. There you go, man. That's the, you know, that would be my plan, but you know, who am I? Who am I? Um, <laughs> let, let, let's turn it over to, to the, um, to the combine and, and ahead to the draft. And uh, of course we, we have no tight ends anymore in new England. There, there are none. They're not even, not even down at Foxborough high school. And so I'm, I'm diving deep into this. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Randy Moss's son, but uh, Cole Komet, the, the tight end out of Notre Dame, I think is probably the best, most versatile tight end in this class right now. He could actually go late first round, but he might be there when the Patriots are picking since they are picking a little bit higher than, than usual. Is there a snowball's chance in hell that Bill goes after a tight end in the first round? And, and what do you think of Cole? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I like Cole Komet. He's sort of that bigger type of tight end who you think that could uh, you know, develop as a blocker on the Patriots system. So I, I think it's certainly a possibility. I think that Bill Belichick realizes that he's you – know, messed up might be too strong of a phrase, but they, they haven't addressed the tight end position like they should have in the past, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that Rob Gronkowski was going to be retiring, knowing that all of this was going on. They really tried to get by on, on Matt LaCoste and Ben Watson and Brian Izzo and Jacob Hollister, and, and none of it really worked out that well. So I think that they certainly have to address it, even if they bring in a, a veteran like you know a Hunter Henry type or an Austin Hooper type, one of those right. guys. I still think that you have to draft a tight end just to have that guy behind him, just to have that developmental guy, uh, depending on what happens. So I think that Komet would be a good fit in the first round, uh, getting a little bit deeper. I do like Adam Troutman out of Dayton. He's a smaller school oh, guy, but he's got some good size. Uh, Jared, Jared Pinckney out of Vanderbilt, he's been compared to Martellus Bennett. Didn't have the greatest season last year, but I think that he's another guy um, who's got the size, who's got the blocking ability, Right, could, you know, be a, a decent fit there. And Thad Moss, I know everyone loves Thad Moss because he's Randy Moss's son. He's a little right. bit undersized, but I do think that he could be another, you know, decent fit there for the Patriots. Just, you know, he's a he's a good blocker, had some experience doing that at LSU. I think you have to be developed there. I don't think he'll ever be a 260-pound tight end, but you know, he he could be at least useful as a blocker. But I do think the Patriots would be it would be smart to try to add that 255 or 260 pound tight end who can do everything. 
be, that's that's that would be fantastic. I would really like the guy that could do everything. It's just like in the back of my head, it's just you know, is is will Bill go first round tight end? Will he you know right look like he's <laughs> caving to the masses when he's really not? <laughs> but I really think that this kid has something that that could you know fit right in here if. He gets to see this. We'll go back to Skarnekia people that, you know, if, if Dante was here, I'd feel much better about this pick because one of one of his problems that I'm noticing in films is is how he blocks and, and what what he when he's out in space, it's it's fantastic to watch. It really is. But when you get down to the nitty gritty stuff with the big fat guys that, that are on the, the offensive line like me, um, <laughs> you, uh, you you really need to to have somebody there that is going to be able to take these kids to the next level, especially when you get off of that offensive line and you're looking at tight ends. But I love this kid. I really do. I I hate to like go Joe, Joe Don Duncan on him and put a, uh, a hex, but I That's how much I like this kid. And everybody knows how much I like Joe Don Duncan. He would have had a great career here. Um, one one of the, <laughs> the hill I will die on that one. In fact, that's it. it. Um, but, uh, getting outside, um, wide receiver is, is still an issue. I don't care what anybody says. You can't just bring somebody in here and have them, uh, pick up this kind of system, but somebody that I think that, that will, you know, work really well in it and, and somebody that is going to, you know, do, I don't want to say big things, but is going to be a solid receiver in this league. Van Jefferson out of Florida is 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 a really special kid do you think that he could come in here and um and excel right away it's tough to say with with draft picks at wide receiver you know i do think that they should spend another pick on a wide receiver um maybe not a first round pick but you know one of their third round picks i think throw that at a wide receiver see if that player can stick you know better just right off the bat than than Nikhil Harry did last season. And, you know, someone who could pick up the system as well as maybe Jacoby Myers did, but have the talent and the athleticism that someone like Nikhil Harry has or or, or close to it. And I'm certainly not saying that Harry will not succeed with the Patriots, but I think that if you do draft a wide receiver, you want that guy to contribute on in, in year one better than Nikhil Harry did last year. So I do like Van Jefferson. I think that this is a great wide receiver class. One guy that I've been looking at pretty closely is Lynn Bowden, the the Kentucky wide receiver. He actually played quarterback. He started at quarterback for eight games for Kentucky last season. Um, okay. A, a guy who's who's selfless, who will do anything. Um, I, I this is going to be included in a story that I'm writing about Lynn Bowden, but uh, it was I think a bowl game his junior year. Kentucky really needed a score. Uh, the other team was punting the ball, and Bowden just went up to his coaches and said, let me return the punt. The guy had never done it in college. I don't think he had done it in high school. They said, all right, go back there, return the punt, and he took it back for a touchdown. So he's a guy with incredible athleticism, um, you know, like I said, that do-anything mentality. Might not mm-hmm. be the, the, crisp, the most crisp route runner just because he did play quarterback for most of last season after playing wide receiver, but – um, I think that he's a guy who could be used a little bit creatively too. So even if he doesn't, you know, know the offense perfectly as a rookie, the Patriots could run jet sweeps with him. They could run, you know, some some read option plays with him. He could sort of be that that bridge between Taysom Hill and a Julian Edelman. I'm certainly not saying that he could be as good as either one of those guys, 
but he's got yep. the skill set of both of those guys uh, that, that could potentially be used in the Patriots offense. So that, that's one guy that I've just been focusing on. To be honest, I don't get to know the draft that well until after the combine. Being down in Indianapolis you. for five days uh, lets me know these prospects a lot better. And obviously I can talk on some of these guys, but it, that's when I, I really start, sort of start to, you know, really know what, what the draft class is made of after the combine. I got you. Well, with with the combine coming up this week, Doug, I know you're going to be down there. Is there somebody that you're really interested in looking? It doesn't even have to be any of the guys we just mentioned. It might be somebody else, might be a different position. Is there somebody you're really interested in seeing and talking to and seeing if maybe the Patriots use them as a fit somewhere? Um, Bowden's certainly one of those guys. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in the quarterbacks as well. I think that one guy that you know hasn't been getting as much pub as some of the other top quarterbacks would be Jalen Hurts. I think that he's another guy where you know I was just talking about Lynn Bowden. Jalen Hurts is is probably going to be a quarterback at, in the NFL. He said that yep. he's only working out at that position. But say the Patriots bring back Tom Brady, um, but then they also draft Jalen Hurts in the third round. You might look at that and say, well, the Patriots drafted Jarrett Stidham a year ago. This is sort of a waste of a pick to take another mid-round guy like a Jalen Hurts. But Hurts is another one who I would potentially compare to someone like Taysom Hill who could do some more things than just play quarterback. You know, maybe there are situations where he could be used on jet sweeps, be used as a receiver, be used on, on read option plays. I think that teams are trying to find that type of player and Hurts could be that guy, and he would probably be even better at that than a guy like Lynn Bowden, like I mentioned, just because Jalen Hurts is a better passer. He's probably a little bit more versatile just from a quarterback standpoint. So I, I'm certainly interested in talking to Jalen Hurts. He's a guy with that Alabama background. So, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Nick Saban will probably have a lot of good things to say about him, and the Patriots don't always take Nick Saban guys, but there's at least that connection there. So, it, you know, that's, that's the sexiest position. It's quarterback. It's the one that everyone's been talking about with the Patriots. <laughs> Um, but I personally would rather take a guy like Jalen Hurts in the second or third round than spend a first-round pick on someone like Jordan Love or Jacob Eason, right. who is more of a pure quarterback, and who knows if that guy is even better than Jarrett Stidham. And it feels like sort of a waste of a pick if you're, if you're taking a first-round pick on a guy who you don't know is better than your, your current backup. That's a Somebody good, that I – yeah, and, that was and, a great and, point. And, and and speaking of Hertz, I mean, he is kind of the forgotten guy. And this is a guy who played at a really high level for a couple of different colleges. And I think that uh, I think people are writing him off a little too soon. I think he can play. I, I really do. I and, and I love his attitude. He had a great attitude when he got replaced at Alabama. And then they ended up needing him. He came off the bench. And uh, I thought he did a great job for them. And he's a guy I, I would wouldn't it wouldn't hurt my feelings if the Patriots decided to take a flyer on him and give him a shot, especially if Brady's coming back and you know they might have him around for a year or two and learning the system. Yeah, for sure. And then I mean you can look at it where yeah, he got beat up by, by Tua, but there there are certainly worse quarterbacks to get beat out by 
than Tua, yeah. who's a guy who could be a, a top three pick in, in the NFL draft. So, yeah, no, I think that he – what he did at Oklahoma, too, was just most impressive, I think. You know, picking up that system as well as he did and putting up, you know, even better numbers than some of the guys that had preceded him. So, uh, I do like him, and I think that he's a guy who, like I said, could maybe even have some versatility in the NFL. And you know what, Doug? We've been on the air for 30 minutes now, and that was the first mention of Tom Brady, so – <laughs> so it's good imagine right? that yeah so uh, i think we're on the right track here you know it's like but unless i mean if you want to we can talk about what school his kid visited last week or whatever but <laughs> god well, could be not. maybe could maybe be. the family will be in indiana this uh this week yeah. maybe, maybe they'll be visiting schools and and uh I, yeah yeah i wish i could name and, a suburb and, of indiana off the top of my yeah. head Terre Haute. no that that's all right yeah. that's <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I couldn't. I could just could not. Oh my God! I'd die. I know, right? But I mean, it, it would be it would be really nice if that did ha- if that did happen, just to watch you know certain guys at at the Indianapolis Star have a heart attack. One guy that 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 has uh, flip it over to the other side. One guy that has been impressive, you know, throughout his career. I'm going to stick with Bama here. Is the safety Xavier McKinney. Um, you know, whether they bring everybody back or not, whether the McCourty twins are doing their, their wonder twins thing again or not for another season. I think that the safety core, even though we have been talking about other guys that are versatile enough to do it really needs to be looked at. And Xavier McKinney is, is a kid that is really impressive. What do you think of him um, to this point with in the season before the combine? And is he somebody that could come in here and contribute right away? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that, you know, uh, McKinney certainly was impressive at, at Alabama. I think that that's a position that the Patriots certainly could address in either the first round or, or with one of those many third-round picks. I know that Grant Delpit, the guy out of LSU, has been sort of yep. a popular pick for the Patriots in the first round. I, I hesitate a little bit with him just because he's not known as the greatest tackler, and that's really possibly the number one thing that Bill Belichick looks for out of defensive backs is their tackling. So I I could possibly see a guy like, you know, Xavier McKinney being a a better choice there. But, you know, we've been waiting for the Patriots to address the safety position for for years now. I mean, all all these guys have been around for so long. Uh, Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, Deron Harmon, Nate Ebner. And then, you know, there was sort of the the fill-in guys who were there for a long time, like Tavon Wilson and Jordan Richards. But they really haven't spent a high pick on a safety since they they used that second-round pick on Richards. I do think that it's, it's probably time to do it again. Uh, Terrence Brooks was a decent player last season, but I don't think that he's someone who you'd want to be, you know, filling in as a, as a starter moving forward. So uh, I think that that would be smart to use, you know, a, a relatively high pick on a safety or use a pick on another cornerback and then move one of those guys. Uh, then yep. That would be the other option. And that's not, that's something that I never really mind the idea of is moving a cornerback to safety simply because, you know, uh, a safety certainly has their own role and their own skill set, but a lot of times a safety, a, a college safety is sort of a, a less athletic college cornerback. So Thank you. if you can yep. find a, a smart athletic cornerback who, you know, might not have the greatest man skills, might be a little bit better in zone coverage, I don't hate the idea of drafting that guy and then moving mm-hmm. him over to safety because uh, that's that's something that the Patriots have had success with with Devin McCourty and and with some other guys and you've seen it 
sort of throughout the league where once a cornerback becomes a little bit less athletic, you move him to safety, and then he has a lot of success there. I think that's sort of telling that the that teams have the ability to do that. So I, I never I never mind the idea of just taking a corner and moving him to safety. There you go. Uh, not a lot of talk is being done about um, the the linebacker position. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes at the linebacker position this year. Um, we got guys that are that are getting up there in age, and guys that have, that that go out there like warriors and play through injuries. Um, depth at this position is 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 not has not been a concern the past couple of years, but it could be coming up. Do you see anybody at the inside outside linebacker position that that could come in and and make a difference? Oh, one guy that I think is sort of interesting is is the Appalachian State. Uh, linebacker Akeem Davis Gaither. We saw Belichick talking to the App State head coach um, at mm-hmm. the at the, uh, the the Senior Bowl. So I think that he's a, a potential fit in there. Um, beyond that, I think that you always kind of have to look at some of the the bigger linebackers because that's what the Patriots like. I think that you know if if Kyle Van Noy leaves in free agency and if Jamie Collins leaves in free agency. You do still have Dante Hightower at that inside linebacker position. You've got Jawan Bentley. Um, we'll see what happens with, with Elandon Roberts. But I do think it helps to a certain degree to have Chase Winovich there as well. I don't think that he's a, a prototypical linebacker, but I think that he could do a lot of the things that Kyle Van Noy was doing at outside mm-hmm. linebacker last season. Uh, you've got John Simon in there as well, who's been placing outside linebacker and defensive end. So there's sort of the, the skeleton of a good linebacker, of a decent linebacking core in there. But you need the depth pieces in case some of those guys don't work out. So uh, that's another position where I certainly would not be surprised if the Patriots were using, you know, a, a day two pick on the linebacker to add some upside and also sort of add some depth in there as well. Some of those guys that I just mentioned either don't wind up working out or, or getting injured or if something happens there. Uh, I've, I've got my, my hopes and dreams set on uh, Kenny Murray, the kid out of uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's fantastic. So if you could do a book report on him while you're down there, <laughs> you know, let, let me for know sure. what's what, because I've been watching I've been watching his film for about three weeks now, and it's just like, you know, it's, it's more or less, honey, are you coming to bed? No, I'm watching porn right now, dear. I shan't be coming to bed yet. Um, but no, it, it, you brought up some great points there. There's, and just on that same vein, um, can you see Bill using the franchise tag to keep anybody here this year? Maybe, maybe one of those inside linebackers. Is there anybody there worth the, uh, the franchise number? I don't think so. I think that, you know, Van Noy and, and Collins will both sign contracts lower than that franchise tag or that transition tag. The only one who would sign a contract, you know, on par or, or up there with a franchise tag or a transition tag would probably be left guard Joe, Joe Tooney. But mm-hmm. it, to be honest, uh, I've sort of had the feeling that Tooney's going to be gone uh, as far back as, as last year's combine simply because the Patriots had, had already signed Shaq Mason to a contract extension. Uh, Tooney's going to want as much or more money than that contract extension because Mason, you know, by signing before his deal was up, uh, did sign sort of a, a lesser deal for a player of his caliber. So I think the right. team will want more money than that, and you can't really invest that much money in a guard. And at the same time, if you franchise Joe Tooney, usually players are franchised if you aren't going to keep them around. 
to trade them. And I certainly don't see anyone giving up that much, uh, you know, draft capital or anything like that for a guard. So, no, I personally don't see them using the franchise tag or the transition tag. It would come as a pretty big surprise to me if they did use one of those. Well, sticking with the offensive line, Doug, um, you know, we, we just kind of glossed over it a little bit. But Marcus Cannon, I mean, uh, he has a like a, I think it's about a nine point five million dollar cap hit this year. And uh, could there be a possibility where I know you wrote a, a little bit about him earlier, but is there a possibility in your mind that they don't bring him back? I mean, certainly there's a possibility that he could be, you know, uh, a, a salary cap casualty. Um, he, the Patriots would save about $6 million if they cut him. So I guess that would depend pretty heavily on if the Patriots have confidence in a guy that we talked about earlier, Yadni Kajust or Corey Cunningham, someone that you guys mentioned earlier um, at that right tackle position. Um, I, I was told that Cannon does not intend on retiring. Uh, there's also some more information that actually Cannon hired two new agents this offseason. So that's usually a, a sign that a player wants to continue playing and B, a sign that a player might, you know, be planning on hitting free agency this offseason. So maybe he's even someone who sees the writing on the wall that he could be released by the Patriots. And he signed a couple of new agents, uh, you know, in anticipation possibly for that happening. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's interesting because they can save – it's almost $6 million bucks. So that that's not that's not a small amount. That's I mean, especially – yeah. yeah, especially in in a year where they're kind of strapped against it a little bit. Um, sure. This could be a year where they decide to move on a, a year early for somebody like him as well. Yeah, and I mean, he definitely he's getting up there in age. Um, like I said, I, I was told that he didn't plan on retiring, but that is a way to save a decent chunk of money in there. And like you guys said, I mean, it, that's Patriots are a little bit strapped for cash right now. They've got. Uh, I think that, you know, Miguel has them around, what is it, like $29 million. But if you have to account for re-signing Tom Brady, then that, you know, obviously goes down to single digits probably at that point. And then you can't really do much. So you do have to, you know, make some other maneuvers, whether that's releasing a guy like Marcus Cannon or maybe even trading a guy like Marcus Cannon. Um, there's some other players in there who've got some high cap hits. Dante Hightower is one of them. I mean, uh, yeah. I certainly I, – I don't know what's going to happen with Dante Hightower, but he's got a massive cap hit this season. It's tough with Kyle Van Noy and Jamie Collins also being free agents. But, you know, you see another one where you decide to move on a year early rather than a year too late when he's taking up that much cap space. Yeah, but, um, you know, let, let's talk about the most important position on any football team, and that's at center. How, how are the <laughs> Patriots looking coming into this season uh, at the center position? Yeah, I mean, David Andrews, uh, like we all know, missed last season with blood clots in his lungs. Uh, based on some reporting by Mike Reese, he talked to David Andrews. He does plan to play this season. It uh, seems like he's got some more tests to do with doctors, but that always seemed like a thing where it would take up his whole 2019 season, but you know, potentially he would be fine moving forward for that. So certainly, hopefully, that's the case with David Andrews. If he doesn't come back, the Patriots don't really have a backup center on their roster. Uh, Ted Karras is a free agent. Uh, James Ferentz is a free agent. I think that Ferentz would be a pretty easy guy to get back as maybe a, a backup option at that position. I think that Ted mm-hmm. Karras proved last season that he could be a starter, but it all sort of depends on how much the Patriots would be willing to pay Ted Karras because he could get pseudo-starter money 
from another team. Um, obviously, he's he's comfortable in New England, has always enjoyed playing here, but um, I certainly wouldn't blame him if he gets you know starting caliber money from another team and the option to be that top guy somewhere. But you know there are some questions at, at that position, but I do expect David Andrews to be back next season, and obviously that would be the best possible scenario for the Patriots if he is back. Right. I know some considered Yelda Froholt a center coming out last year too. Yeah. I think that was possibly that was due to his. He has very short arms for for his height, and you know I I'm certainly not mm. as tall as Yelda Froholt, so I shouldn't be talking about arm length like it's a bad thing or anything. But I think that that's what that stemmed from was that okay. somebody will view him as a center just because he's got shorter arms. But I personally would probably prefer to see him at guard first rather than being moved to center. Same. We're on the same page there. Dougie, I want to thank you so much for giving us this time. Like I said, you literally pulled over on the side of the road to be here with us today, guys. <laughs> uh, would you tell everybody what you're, what you're up to and, uh, and what they can expect uh, over there at Nesson from you over the next week or two? For sure. Uh, I'm headed to the Combine actually tonight. Uh, so I'll be landing in Indianapolis tonight. Uh, I'll be at the Combine on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, you know, talking to all the people who are down there, coaches, GMs, coordinators, agents, scouts, mm-hmm. all those people, trying to get as much information for everyone as humanly possible about the Patriots, about the league, about the, the draft picks. Um, I'll have a feature on Lynn Bowden at some point next week. Like I said, I talked to a couple of his offensive coordinators. I'll be talking to him uh, down in Indianapolis. I think tomorrow is when the wide receivers talk. Uh, I'll be talking to some of the quarterbacks as well. And tight ends and all those positions that everyone wants to know about. So uh, follow me on Twitter at Doug Kite. That's D-O-U-G-K-Y-E-D. Uh, keep it on Nesson.com. Zach Cox will be there as well. So he's got some some solid stories coming down the pike too. I think he's he's doing a story on Adam Troutman. So watch out for his stuff too. I'll be sure to retweet it. Uh, and then uh, follow me on, on Instagram too at Doug Kite. And just uh, watch Nesson. I'll be on, uh, on Nesson After Hours probably this week talking about the Combine as well. Constantly, awesome man. stuff. We love it. We love it, man. Thank you I can't so wait much to for read being it. here, man. Yeah, I can't wait for to sure. read what uh, what Zach is writing about Adam Trump because I like uh, I like what I've seen from him uh, just initially. So um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Definitely. Zach does a great Absolutely. job, by the way. You you two make a great team over there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, Zach does do a great job. And, yeah, Troutman's a very interesting prospect. He, he came to Dayton as a quarterback, then got moved to tight end. So certainly a great story there for, for, his, for him, too. That's it. Absolutely. And, of course, we, we, we can't forget um, the, the third head of, of this, this monster over there, and, and that is, um, is Matt Chatham. Thank you. <laughs> we we got to get Matt in there too. Matt's just great. But no, we, we love everything How could you, you guys miss do. That to... Big bald head. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him every day. Every day I don't see him. It's a, it's a bad day. Dougie, thanks again. Have a safe trip. Uh, please bring home cocktail sauce from St. Elmo's because I know you're going there. And, uh, and we'll talk again. Yep. That, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, God, man, I love that stuff. And I don't even eat shrimp. Um, but thank you so much for being here. We hope to have you back real soon. It, it is always a pleasure to have you here at One Patriot's Place. We love the work you do. Murph, Steve, it was a great time. Thanks for having me. All right, Thanks buddy. Lot, anytime. Doug. Squish Olivia for me. Oh, nice little squish. Yeah, well, as soon as I get back to my parents' house, I will. Yeah. There you go, man. She's God, man. God, I miss tiny people. She's just amazing. Just amazing.
All right, guys. I don't have the energy to do that anymore. <laughs> no, that's why we're we're looking to be grandparents, and that's never going to happen. Butchie doesn't want to have kids. I don't know why, but you know, you know oh, yeah. have, oh, he'll change his it. mind. Yeah, I know, I know. As soon as he meets some pretty girl that wants to, he'll say okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's how we all ended up as fathers. So yeah, exactly. Take care, Doug. I went Doug from Kyan, from Nesson. Yeah, I went from one and done to two and through, and oh shit, here comes Butchie. <laughs> oh man, hey. we have no say in the matter, none, and that's the way it should be. And um, but yeah, you that sounded like a political say. statement. There you go. <laughs> we we, <laughs> we that's the only political statement you'll ever get from me on the air. Um. <laughs> Well, bud, take us out, man. That was a great show. Doug's always All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. We want to thank our buddy Doug Kyad for joining us from Nesson. Obviously, Doug's a great guy, and uh, he does a tremendous job over there. And we appreciate his time before he heads out to the Combine. So for all of us here at uh, One Patriot Place at WBLZ Sports and the guys over at Full Press Coverage who also carry our site, we want to thank everyone. We'll be back next week with another great show until then it's uh how about those patriots